When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Chicago Sports Nation production, enhancing your Chicago sports fan experience. Well, come on, baby, don't you wanna go? Well, come on, baby, don't you wanna go? Back to the same old place, sweet home, Chicago. You're listening to a Bears Nation podcast. Let's get into Bears football. This last week was a loss. Um, it, it hurt. I, that's all I got to say about that right off the bat, my emotions. Um, Chris, let's start with you and, and your initial, just your feelings after that game. <laughs> it sucks because, um, you know, we have two losses on the year and both were in just like, devastating fashion um just just games we shouldn't have lost and I, I think that just makes it all worse in my opinion um you know if we if we lost to if we got outplayed and you know we didn't shoot ourselves in the foot on uh, both of those games I would have been like all right that's fine we lost the game it happens but um we lost two games that we easily should have won and I'm I'm pretty sure you guys will agree with that um so you know, it, it sucks, it hurts, um, but hopefully they don't dwell on it and we can move on to next week. Jake, where where, where does your heart lie after this game? <laughs> uh, my heart goes as the Bears go, so not good right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, that one, it sucked. Uh, the, ball, the game was literally handed to them, uh, quite literally handed to them uh, with the Kenyon Drake fumble, and they couldn't capitalize. Uh, it's just something that as you're watching it, you think, okay, the momentum's back on our side. This seems like a really good win. The bears are fine. The bears are back. What, whatever you want to say. And then uh, it turns very quickly the other way. So, I mean, it, it hurts, but I mean, just show that you can bounce back. I mean, just show that this isn't something that makes the whole season unravel. You know, when I watched the game, uh, when I rewatched the game, it just felt like, um, the Cardinals game at the beginning and so in my head I was convinced like we were all so convinced that this was going to be a win like if you go back to Bears Nation Twitter like and watch that video of shoot what's his name flip what's that coward that's his name right coward Colin coward yeah yeah Colin coward um and he he like we were all hyped for this game like our point differential and all that good stuff and then we've been the whole bye week, like I've been talking about how the offensive line is going to get destroyed by this Bears front seven and um, not even one sack, not not one. So um, that's a good segue. We can go into go into the defense and uh, just kind of what happened and um, what what didn't happen. Actually, that's probably what we're really going to be talking about. So, Chris. Off the top of your head, without any 
hot topics. What's your what's the first thing that stood out to you on this Chicago defense? Um, well, before I go into the negatives, uh, let me start off by saying Roquan Smith was fantastic. Um, I think he was far and away the best player on the defense. Uh, and I think he was the only player that showed up on the defense, really. Um, but literally, you can point the finger at every single Bears uh, player on that defense, aside from Roquan Smith, in my opinion. Um, you know, like the team just did not look ready to go. Um, and I really don't did not want to be this guy, but in my opinion, this comes down to coaching. Um, and you know, obviously Nagy's still inexperienced. He's still he's still trying to learn along with the rest of the team, trying to gel and all that. But um, you know, a team coming out of a bye should not be as unprepared, should not look as unprepared as the Bears did in that in that first half uh, against Miami. Jake, what what on the defense stood out to you? Yeah, let's let's start uh, with positives, and then we'll go into negatives. So, was there a positive yeah. that kind of stuck out to you? Uh, Roquan Smith is obviously a big one. You can tell that he's getting better and understanding the game, the game and the scheme better and better every week. Uh, you can literally see him becoming quicker, uh, making better decisions, making faster decisions. So that's something that's really positive, And I think that is very encouraging to see from him. And, uh, I think the other positive was the Kyle Fuller interceptions, uh, obviously, every time the Bears get a takeaway, it's a good thing. Uh, they were able to score off one of them. The other one came at the end of the first half, um, so they weren't really able to do much with it. But takeaways are always a good thing, uh, no matter what the context is, no matter what the end game result is. We know that this Bears team struggled with takeaways uh, the two years leading up to this season. So it's good to see that they're still opportunistic. They're still be keeping that ability to take the ball away from the opponent. Yeah, for sure. So let's move on to negatives because that is we had to really think. I feel like <laughs> to to stretch for some positives out of this defense because guys like Frank Gore, with, I don't I can't remember how old he is, but he should not be running. Thirty five. He should not be running all over this this dominant Bears defense, and he had 101 yards on 15 carries, which is an average of 6.7 yards per carry. That is insane. And as long as 32 yards, it should not be happening. So what was the problem? Why why was the run game so good? And why did, why, why did the Dolphins score so many points and have so many yards? Uh, Jake, you want to start off? Yeah, this was definitely the most disappointing result of the game. Uh, the most disappointing stat from this game. Uh, this was the first time all seasons the Bears had allowed a rusher to have more than 50 yards. Uh, this was the first time all season that they failed to record a sack. Uh, the defensive line just didn't play the way that we expect them to. And I don't know if part of that was the Miami heat, the Miami humidity, slowing guys down. It was a climate they hadn't really played in yet. Maybe it was part of it was the Bears were starting to believe the headlines that they were the best defense in the league. But uh, I don't really know what happened. It's obviously disappointing, but this isn't to take away from Frank Gore because Frank Gore is probably one of the greatest runners of all time. He's going to go into the Hall of Fame. Uh, it's just disappointing that how dominant the Bears had been against the run this year with a banged up Dolph Dolphins offensive line and uh, they got gashed the way that they did by him. 
it's just it's something that obviously needs to be improved and something that is going to have to be watched next week against Sony Michelle and the Patriots. Um, Chris, we we went against Brock Osweiler this week. Um, everybody thought that this was going to be uh, easy thought, one. I, I thought Brock was going to die. Like I I I thought he was going to have to go to the hospital by the end of this game. And we uh, I think we had four quarterback hits total or something like that. Yeah, four quarterback hits. Um, other than that, nothing. No sacks. Um, he had 380 yards, three touchdowns, and he had 44 attempts on 28. I mean, he had 44 attempts with 28 completions. But with the ones he completed, why? Why? It was the yards after catch, but why? What What happened? Yeah, um, you know, I, I told my buddies this right before the game, and I I, I know I didn't tweet it or anything, but I promised to God I said this. Um, I, we were talking about it, and they were just kind of bragging. Not bragging, but they were just kind of talking about, oh, you know, it's Brock Osweiler. We got this. We got this. And I was telling them, like, you know, leading up to this game, the Bears were game planning for Ryan Tannehill. And I know Brock Osweiler is not a good quarterback, but anytime your game plan has to change like that, it's always going to be difficult, um, especially when you're on the road. And, um, you know, they – the Dolphins knew the Dolphins knew Brock Osweiler is not a good quarterback. They kind of just they they changed the offense a little bit for him. They they uh you know had a lot of dump offs, a lot of quick passes just to get the ball into their playmakers hands and you know it worked. Um I think I, I really do think a big part of it was the Bears game plan for Ryan Tannehill and then last I think it was Saturday was when it got announced that he was doubtful. So before then I don't even know I mean, I remember hearing that he was banged up, but I didn't think it was anything serious um, until Saturday when they when they said uh, there's a chance he may not play. And um, and and again, it comes back to I just we talked about this against Green Bay. You know, they I don't know if they got overconfident or what it was, but I just I think they went to that game thinking it was already a win. And, you know, they looked past Miami and look what happened. Yeah, another huge, huge reason why um, they got so many yards was because nobody could tackle anybody to save their lives. Holy smokes, it was that first like that first tackle almost every time Albert Wilson dodged it or broke through it, and he's not a big dude. Like, come on, Albert Wilson finished the day with six receptions, 155 yards, and. He's not an elite wide receiver. We talked about it last week that they didn't have, they don't, they didn't really have weapons to be afraid of. It was super strange to see the the tackling. Like it's just that's just out of character for our guys. Um, there were some excuses that went out. That's what I'm gonna call them. But some some reasons why uh, the Bears lost, and one of them was the heat in Florida and. I get it. Like, it does get hot, but you got to be able to play in all circumstances and environments. Um, and Florida's, I mean, they're playing in that heat, too, so it's not. But I also saw that on our side of the field, there was no shade, like all kinds of all kinds of excuses. That's, like I said, that's what I'm going to call them, but I don't know. I don't know why we lost. Like, um, you could you could possibly give Adam Gase the credit. Like, he, he game planned better than we did maybe because Brock Osweiler if you look at it it was dink and dunk the entire game pretty much um I don't think he had a throw um from from his hand to the the um the receiver above 20 yards and don't quote me on that I could be wrong he may have had a couple attempts but 
Let me see if yeah. I can find. Let me see if I can find that on here. I don't. I don't and think those so. attempts resulted in a Kyle Fuller interception. So. Yeah. Exactly. So. Exactly. I mean, I feel like what went wrong was just a mix of a lot of different things. I don't think there was one thing that you could pinpoint exactly. It was just a lot of different things coming together uh, to make it a better situation for the Dolphins, whether that be a mix of the heat and the missed tackles and the lack of pressure or whatever it is. I just think it was a lot of little things just stacked one on top of the other. I I think it was, you know— there, you can you can nitpick so many different things, but I, like the fact that you can nitpick so many so many um, like a variety of things just means that it was just a team a bad team effort in my opinion. That's just all it really is. Speaking of the team in a whole, not the entire team played bad. Uh, there were some positives that came out of the game uh, on the offensive side. Uh, Jake, do you want to kind of go into that? Some of the positives from the offensive side, uh, Tariq Cohen, the, I mean, I think that's the first and foremost one. He continues to just be a monster, a matchup monster, a nightmare for these other teams. Uh, only five carries for 31 yards, but it's the receiving game that he continues to just make a huge impact. Seven catches for 90 yards, uh, should have had one receiving touchdown on top of the one rushing touchdown he had, but I mean, he's unbelievable. He just he keeps finding new ways to impact these games, and teams just seem to be unprepared for him every time. I mean, it's really awesome to have a player like that blossom when you found him in the fifth round, fourth, fifth round, and to see that you found a diamond in the rough like that. I think it's awesome. Yeah, uh, some, some positives. I don't know. I don't know if you guys remember, but um, during the off season, we talked about. Um, how this offense is going to be like the, the the two players that are going to stand out in this offense are Taylor Gabriel and Tariq Cohen. And it looks like that's what's happening. Um, you know, we, we had a feeling they were going to be good fits in this offense and, you know, they're, they've both been phenomenal. Um, and, you know, I, I think Trubisky had a, had a pretty good game um, at the, at the end of the day. Um, you know, he still has to, like there's just some throws that you just look at him and you're like, what are you doing? But, um, you know, for the majority of the game, I think he was good. And and remember, we, we said he just needs to put us in a position to win. And he did that. So, I mean, I, I can't knock him at all for um, for his performance on Sunday. I also have some comments about Mitch. Uh, I mean, the final line is pretty solid, I feel. 22 for 31, 316 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. And, you know, obviously we weren't going to see another six touchdown game where he picks apart a defense, but we said on the last show that you just need to see him take a still maintain at least a good level, still show that he's shown taken a step forward. And I think we saw that with this game, he was still making throws to the left. He was still for the most part, setting his feet, making good reads, uh, I think even uh, this is a good segue into the interception. I, I think that should have never happened because that should have been four touchdowns and no interceptions because unfortunately he got uh, a penalty that put the bears back at the 13 yard line on a Trey Burton uh, got called for offensive pass interference, which was a questionable call at best. I feel, I mean, we can debate that all day long, but I mean, Mitch is going to get uh, 
picked apart a little bit for that interception. Yeah, it was a bad throw. He shouldn't have forced it, but it should have never happened in the first place because I feel that penalty was very nitpicky. So uh, I still think he had a good game. I still think we're seeing him take the steps forward to being the franchise quarterback that we knew he could be and that yours truly knew he could be after that mm-hmm. bad game and uh, my little rant. But I mean, I think we're seeing some real progression and that gives us a lot. I, I mean, me personally, it gets me really amped up for what we can see from him for the rest of the season and certainly for years in the future. Yeah, um, totally agree. And we saw things that say, hey, Trubisky is going to be good in the future, like you said. But to Chris's point, there were throws. Those stats on ESPN did not tell the entire story. He had a great game, three touchdowns, one interception. But there were a couple of almost interceptions that he threw that I, I, I was like, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> what? Why are you throwing it in, like, double coverage? It was, it was scary stuff. Um, but he's young, and I get that. And he's still learning, and he's trying to – be the man in his second year and um so we got to cut him some slack because the stuff that he did do well was amazing like that taylor gabriel catch um where gabriel i know that's credit to gabriel too because of what a catch but that ball was placed perfectly um brian bald whatever his name baldwin bald dinger whatever <laughs> what's his name bronecker no, the guy that um, he he's for the NFL. He breaks down all kinds of plays. Bald, bald, bald. Oh, dang it! Bald. I have, I truly have no idea who you're talking about right now. Baldinger. Brian Baldinger. Baldinger. <laughs> That's oh. <it. laughs> Maybe I'm saying his name wrong. That's really funny. I hope I'm saying his name wrong. What an awful! I've never said his name out loud. I've seen him on Twitter a million times. But what an awful name, Brian <laughs> Baldinger. Anyways, um, he he's he's famous on Twitter because I mean he's famous in general. He he's played in the NFL. I'm surprised you don't know him. Um, he's been on NFL.com and for a while now, and uh, he he goes on Twitter and he analyzes players um, like a ton of them. And one of them was Mr. Bisky, and he just talked about his progression and how he's been how he's grown so much and. Um, to have analysts do that, it bothers me at the same time because that's what happened last week and I got super excited and then all my dreams got crushed. Um, so I, I don't want to hear analysts talk about us anymore. <laughs> I want them to continue sleeping on us and doubting us instead of – because even Stephen A. Smith, gosh darn it, he, he got my hopes up too this week um, after the game. He said – yeah, he said that uh, the Bears are going to win the NFC North and I'm tired of all these people – getting my hopes up because of games like against the Dolphins where you're just like, we're going to win this game. Like there's no way that we should not win this game. And then bam, we lost. But anyways, let's, let's keep, let's keep the positive vibe going on because um, actually let's, let's drop the positive. Seamless transition, Josh. Yeah. Let's, (laughs) let's talk about uh, Cody Parkey and how he failed us. Um, I mean, is it? I hate to say that Cody Parkey failed us. I mean, yeah, you obviously expect him to make that kick, uh, 53 yards, uh, to win the game in overtime when his career long was 54. Uh, obviously, it's something you want to see, and obviously, uh, you know the Bears have been here before. We're far too used to 
uh, kickers missing uh, kicks that they're supposed to make, field goals that they're supposed to make that we expect them to make. But, I mean, Parkey's been reliable all year, uh, and we've been able to count on him. It's uh, – I, I hate to say that he failed us, but, I mean, he, I guess in the moment, yeah, he did it, it in the scope of he was – we sent him out there to get a win, and he didn't, wasn't able to do it. But, uh, I mean, the Bears never should have been in that position to begin with. They should have uh, – won that game in regulation by at least a touchdown. But I, I mean, I'm not worried about Parkey. I, I'm not worried about going forward. I still think he's very valuable. I still think we can trust him with most kicks. Uh, I just think it was a tough position for him to be in. Yeah. Um, you know, he, like Jake said, he's, he's been pretty reliable. Um, he's been solid. He's, he's done his job. Um, so it's kind of hard to just bash on him for this. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, he he just missed a kick that he should have made. Um, you know, an NFL kicker, I feel like, should be able to make a 53-yarder on the regular. Um, obviously, it's easy for us to say here as we're sitting on the couch. But, um, you know, it's, it's at the end of the day, um, kickers really do only have one job. So um, I don't want to bash on him too much but um it just it it sucked that he missed that kick that's pretty much all there is to it yeah i mean i'm not gonna bash him but like you guys have already said him so i'm not gonna go too deep into it like he was put in that position um he made four out of four extra points there's been a ton of kickers who have been missing extra points thank you cody parkey for being consistent there um you, you've definitely done your job in the sense we've won games um, and you've gotten those extra points, but that was that was your chance to shine. That was your that was your chance to run off the field with your arms up and get super excited. Um, and you you lost it. That was your opportunity, I guess. That's why I'm disappointed. Like that was his chance to shut up all the people who are like, man, I wish Rob, I miss Robbie Gould. Like like, come on, he's gone. Let it go. I miss him too. But the point I'm making is like. We've got to stop living in the past. And actually, I heard Kyle Brandt say that like a while ago. Like, I'm tired of hearing about the 85 Bears. They're great. One of the best teams in history of football. But can we talk about this team and, like, how great they're going to be and all that stuff? So not that I don't like Robbie Gould, because I do. I'm just ready for Cody Parkey to take that next step because he's capable. Like, we've seen him, um, even in the past, make those awesome kicks and, I was I was ready to I was ready for that win, um, but this is a great segue into Coach Nagy and uh, the decision making. Jake, you kind of really? wanted to you wanted to kind of hit on that. Really quick, really quick before we get into that, I just want to ask you guys one quick question. Yeah. Um, when he stepped up for that fifty three yarder, were you guys confident? Honestly, um, I was just because Parkey has been reliable. Uh, and I was more, I had more faith than if Connor Barth would have been out there, or even oh. Cairo Santos. So yeah, yeah I mean, I, I expected him to make it. Yeah, I was, I thought it was over. I thought that was it. I was, yeah. I, I think I can honestly say my jaw dropped when he missed it. Um, yeah. I was watching on my phone. I didn't get to actually watch the game live, so I was just watching the updates <laughs> to see Kenya Drake fumble. Um, on my phone, I, like I thought the game was over, man. Like I'm not watching the game live, so he's on. They're on the like half yard line, 
and I'm like, ah, oh, game over. And then it said Akeem, Akeem Hicks forced fumble, Eddie Goldman gets the recovery. I'm like, what? No way. And like, I just couldn't imagine, like, how the stadium was or how people at home were, like, their hearts. There's just so much. I, I, I bet, like, everybody aged 30 years after that game. But, yeah, uh, yeah I, I don't know. When I was looking at it on my phone, I thought it. I thought it was going to be a win because of that team. That team effort, like defense making that stone wall. I just thought it was going to be this this classic story of how we how we overcame and we got the we got the win. Um, but that's just who I am. I'm just a positive guy. I was just ready for that that cool story, and it didn't happen. But so I'm I, I'm with with Jake. Like I think. I was ready for it. I think I think I thought that that was going to be the win. Um, but I'm okay. assuming, Chris, that you weren't ready. I th- I'm assuming you already thought he was going to miss. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I, I'm probably, I mean, I at this point, I can call myself a pretty pessimistic Bears fan. Um, <laughs> you know, I feel like they've done this to me. Like, I'm, they've scarred me. You know? So it's, it's, I, I don't know. Maybe it was just the moment that made me nervous. And I'm saying I, I wasn't confident, but I was just, I was literally shaking at that point. I was like, please just make this, please. And then um, when I saw it, I think, I'm pretty sure I went wide right. And I was like, oh my God. And then from then I knew, I was like, oh God, this is not going to end well. And then we know what happened. Yeah. So let's, let's segue into Coach, Coach Nagy and uh, his decision making. Chris, I mean, Jake, you had some thoughts on it. Um, go ahead. Let's hear your let's hear your mind. Yeah. Um, I mean, Nagy got criticized for the play calls in overtime specifically, uh, specifically that when they were in field goal range and continuing to just run it up the middle a couple times, it seemed like they were just playing for, okay, just get a couple more yards, just get a couple more yards rather than trying to get the first down or rather than trying to go for a touchdown even. Um, it's just one of those things where we saw Nagy get conservative again. And uh, we saw it against Green Bay, obviously. We even saw it a little bit against Seattle. And then against Arizona and Tampa, it seemed like it had gone away. It seemed like he was going to keep his foot on the gas. He was going to go for the throat. And then he didn't again. So it's just – I still – obviously believe in Nagy. I still think he's leading this team in the right direction. I would just like to see less of the conservative play calling in the big moments. I would, and obviously like Chris said a couple minutes ago, it's easy for us to say that here as we sit at home and look at the film and look at the replays. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just a, a trend I would like to see less of. I get, I get that in the big moments, sometimes you second guess yourself or maybe you, you just try to go with what's working because it was working at the time. Jordan Howard had two uh, really good runs that got a couple first downs and it was working. So maybe you expect that to happen again. I mean, Jordan Howard's one of those guys where you need four yards. You expect him to get them because just how, how physical he is as a runner. But uh, yeah, I would, against the Patriots next week, I would just like to see more of a Tampa play calling game where uh, Nagy just keeps his foot on the gas and just keeps trying to get these different looks, different plays going. I don't, I mean, when it comes to him being conservative, I, I just feel like he gets conservative at the wrong times, if that right. makes sense. Um, and, and I feel like that's why it always stands out more. But the thing is like, 
let's be honest with our with our fans if if we passed it and 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 uh, it went for an incomplete pass, they would have said we should we would have we should have run it. So, um, you know, it's it's it is what it is. Um, it, like you said, Jake, it's easy, you know, to kind of just sit back and and obviously say we should have done done something differently now. But, um, you know, he he just he needs to learn as a coach. I feel to to like you said as well, Jake, like kind of just step on the throat and just just end it you know no mercy and uh i i really hope um he can he can work on that yeah i'm totally on board with both with both of you guys um i'm not worried about Nagy at all like he is a brand new head coach and he's he's done magical things with this team um already so i think he's gonna learn from his mistakes and just keep going i do think it's funny that we're starting to see uh a defensive Matt Nagy, we we've never seen that before, um, and so he's starting to uh, get defensive on certain questions. Even even that <laughs> Leonard Floyd uh, pile driver, whatever you want to call it, um, when asked about that, he was like, "No comment." Like, I guess he could have been he could have been more lighthearted with it. Like, I don't know. Um, but but also he got asked that a bunch. He I mean he got asked about it. Uh, on Monday in Monday's press conference, he got asked about it right after the game too. I mean, how many times can you answer the, a question that was just really at its core, just a boneheaded play? Yeah, <laughs> I do. Th- I do appreciate that Roquan Smith came in, uh, helped him out, helped him twist him around. So that was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, it was a bonehead play. I, I don't approve, but it was. I don't know if you saw my my tweet. I said hashtag worth it. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was pretty funny. I- I 100% disagree with the bonehead play part. Um, okay. I, Amendola was still moving. Um, you know, he was not going down. And, you know, if, if that's the way you can tackle him, then that's the way you can tackle him. I, you know, I, I, I understand it was a little bit over the top. I, I get that. But at the same time, I mean, if, if you don't want that to happen, blow the damn whistle, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's just, too. I, I was, I was heated at the moment. Um, I I don't agree with the call. Like it, that's football, man. That's that you know it's it's become so soft nowadays, and it just it bothers me. It really has become soft. Um, it's it's hard to watch. They, people wonder why defenses are having such a hard time against the offense, and why offenses are um, destroying these these defenses because everybody's trying to play safe. If people yeah. don't want to tackle hard. People don't want to touch the wide receiver when they're trying to get the ball. Like, of course, the offense always has the advantage. When I feel like if, <laughs> this is this seems silly, but like any any like risk game or uh, like board game, defense always has the the advantage. And um, I don't understand why that's not the case. And, and, and football, like why they're trying to switch it. And I do get it. Like an offensive game to most people is a more exciting game, um, but not not to Bears fans. I feel like we, we, we thrive off defense and we thrive off watching other teams get destroyed. Uh, and that's just our, our culture. Um, hey, guys, are we worried about Khalil Mack at all? Do you think that's a, uh, a minor injury or is it something we should be worried about? Uh, I mean, the fact that there still hasn't been news, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I I mean, he also came back and played, and 
I don't know. I, I would be shocked if it was something serious, to be honest. Um, I'm just I'm, I'm about to knock on wood right now because I'm I don't want to say anything to jinx it. But, yeah, uh, I think he'll be fine, um, honestly. Yeah, I mean, the fact that he's undergoing tests on it is a little worrisome. I'm anxious to see how those come out and what those test results are. But like Chris said, he played. Uh, he seemed to be fine during and after the game. Uh, but if it is serious, then yes, it becomes concerning. If it turns out he's going to miss next week's game or miss some time, then yeah, it's obviously concerning because we know what a big difference maker he is. So uh, we obviously need him at his full capacity, at full health, to be able to uh, continue to be the dominant defense we know they can be. Uh, do you think um, the lack of coverage in the back uh, for, for our cornerbacks was a result of Amunkamara being taken off the field? Do you think he's that much of an effect on the, the backfield? I mean, I mean, he's obviously one of, if not your best corners. So, yeah, it has an effect, obviously. But, I mean, as a unit, it shouldn't affect you that much to that extent. I mean, if it, if it has an effect on a play or if it has an effect on a play here or there, sure. But it shouldn't affect the whole secondary. It shouldn't affect how you tackle uh it should be a marginal effect, if any. Yeah, no, I'm I'm on board with that 100%. There, there's no way, uh, there's no way, type of effect. Yeah, 100% agree with that. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure we've milked this game. Let's talk about uh, next week and what we can do to prepare for the the powerhouse team, the Patriots. Um, I know, Chris, I can pretty much already feel the pessimism coming from your <laughs> your mind. Yeah. Uh, yep. You're already prepared for a loss. But Bleeding is there through any, my headphones. <laughs> is there any way in your mind that we could actually win this game? Like, is there any – what could what do we need to do to win this game? Um, let me start off by saying the Bears absolutely have a chance to win this game. Let me just – I just want to make that clear. The thing is – this game is going to tell me everything about the season. Um, for me, I think this is going to, you know, after that, that frustrating loss, you know, how they, how they react, how they respond to that is going to be extremely key. Like this game is going to, is going to, you know, allow me to make a prediction of if like we're actually legit or not. Um, so you're facing arguably the greatest quarterback of all time probably the greatest i mean i don't know if there's much argument at this point um and we saw what they did to the chiefs obviously obviously the chiefs don't have a good defense but um you know tom brady can hang 40 on any team so uh you know it's their defense also isn't 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 good at all so um it'll, it'll be interesting to see what our offense does but um if you're asking me if there's a chance the bears can win i absolutely think they have a chance do i think they're gonna win i do not hmm. jake where, where are you at with this game? I mean, it's kind of like Chris said. There's obviously a chance. There's always a chance to win a game. Um, a, I mean, Mac has to play. He has to be healthy. Um, Tom Brady is not a mobile quarterback. He's going to stand in the pocket. So you got to be able to have a good pass rush. We need to see more from Leonard Floyd this game. We need to see him be the presence we know that he is. 
Uh, Akeem Hicks, Bilal Nichols, and Eddie Goldman have been great up front, but we know that Floyd and Mack are going to be the two main contributors if you're going to knock Tom Brady around. Um, I mentioned him earlier, Sony Michelle. We know what he can do. Two straight weeks of a, a rushing touchdown and over 100 yards. So he's a dynamic running back. I said this on another show that Sony Michelle is the first time the Patriots have had a feature back, a bell cow type of guy, and 10, 15 years, maybe the entire Brady era. So they know they can count on him, and he can catch a little bit too. So he's a dull threat. Um, the secondary obviously has to play better too. Eddie Jackson and the rest of those guys can't give up on tackles. They can't give up on assignments because otherwise – Rob Gronkowski is going to pick you apart. Josh Gordon's going to pick you apart. Even Chris Hogan, Julian Edelman, these guys <laughs> will beat you in a variety of ways. You can't like, there's not just one guy. If you thought Brock Osweiler was bad, then just wait till you see what the Patriots throw you. Cause it's everything and the kitchen sink that they're going to throw at you. <laughs> I was trying to think of like counters as you were throwing out all those names. <laughs> and so I was thinking, okay, Sony Michelle, and Gronkowski. Gronk is, is a beast, but um, Jack's kind of proves with linebackers and inside linebackers in coverage, he could be stopped. But stopping, I don't know if our cornerbacks can do Hogan and Gordon. Um, and Edelman. And, and Edelman all at the same time, and that is that is terrifying. I just, my heart dropped a little as you were naming those names because um, it's going to have to be. It's going to have to be the secondary's best performance, their most cohesive performance. Yeah, because Trevathan and Roquan Smith, I feel like they can they can cover Gronk and and and, and uh, Sony Michelle, um, but they're going to have to be on their top game too. Like those two guys are no joke. I just don't think our linebackers are a joke either. I think they're great. So I, I think they're fully capable. I am very worried about our cornerbacks in this game. I'm very worried about the yards after catch stat that the Dolphins just had on us. Um, so we better we better have our tackling down. It is going to be cooler finally. Uh, they're going to be in their environment, so that's nice. Um, and it may be a shootout. Uh, and if it comes down to that, Trubisky's just got to show what he's already been showing and kill it. Um, like like Chris said, the Patriots proved again and again this year that their defense is no good. Um, so. We got. I can't. I don't. I don't know if we got this or not, but I would love to say yes. But it is not looking good. If 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 we are going off of what we just saw, um, on on Sunday, so that's terrifying. I think I think taking this loss helps for next week against the Patriots because now the Bears know the Bears know they're not this kind of team that gets beat by Brock Osweiler. They know they're not a team that gets handed a win and gives it right back. They know that they're one of the top defenses in the league. Defenses have bad games. We saw that with Jacksonville themselves. They let Dak Prescott hang 40 points on them. So defenses have bad weeks, but the best defenses bounce back. So you just have to do that. You have to come back at home in front of the home crowd and show that you are one of the top units in the league. And there you go. Yeah. It is, it's a home game and that's, that's key as well. So yeah. Chris, did you have anything to say? Yeah, I was just going to say, um, kind of, you know, banking off what uh, uh, Jake said, you know, good 
will come out and win this game no matter who you're playing um you know uh and and another thing is i just wanted to bring it up we in our next four games um we have the patriots the jets the bills and the lions and uh, i saw someone say it on twitter and i i 100 agree with it we have to win at least three of those games um like absolutely if we if we want to stay on top of this division because after that it does not get any easier and we all know that yeah all right that was a solid show um you've been listening to a bears nation podcast thank you so much for listening if you are listening um and you enjoyed the show go ahead and give us a, a clap on anchor or uh, subscribe or a comment or give us some five stars. If you didn't like us, give us some five stars. Give us some claps on Anchor. Comment. <laughs> if you have negative comments, we want to see them. We want to. We want to make the show as good as possible. So, uh, just just bring it in. Bring them in. Bring them in. Not um, too negative though. Don't hurt our feelings. <laughs> no, I actually want my feelings to be hurt. I I am. It's a... really weird, Josh. Not gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably have to delete that. Anyways, thank you so much for listening. Um, We're just three Bears fans just talking about our our favorite team. And so uh, I'm Josh. Jake. And I'm Chris. And Bear Down. Oh,